You're listening to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast. Welcome to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast, where we discuss hot topics in the sports landscape. Um, actually, tonight is just two dudes, me and Phil. We holding it down until everyone you know, has the availability to get back, but you know, we're going to do what we do. But first and foremost, we're going to go ahead and get started with our grateful moment. Phil, what are you grateful for this week? Hey, good evening, good morning, and good night. And also good day fans around the world. St. Petersburg, Egypt, um, St. What's the Russian, um, St. Uh, yeah, St. Petersburg. Yeah. Russia. We, um, as because of Allen, um, Great break, uh, the New York, Charlotte, Colorado. I'm trying to just go down the list. Everyone I can remember on top of my head. We thank you. We appreciate you. And somehow we're top 25, top 10% in the world, a podcast. And that's all, all to you. So we do appreciate y'all, but we're asking you, please hit us up on Instagram or Facebook, send us a message and things you like. So we could kind of, you know, boast it up and shout you out personally. Other than that, I am grateful for the audience. I'm grateful for Alan. I'm grateful for those who are unavailable, um, the other team members. It's it's part of life, uh, and you know we 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 get we're honored to have them when we're they're available. So I'm shouting out all the team members. Um, I know they're busy. They're doing what they need to do. Uh, we we appreciate you, especially when your time is available because they are professionals. So I do appreciate that, and I'm also thankful for my family. School is out, been out for a week, and my daughter graduated last Friday. This, I think, this first week of um, first week of June, last Friday, she's going to high school, and um, I'm, uh, it's bittersweet, but um, I'm happy. Four more years, she got my house. So my youngest one graduated middle school, and my oldest one is going to um, a senior year. So got a couple more, and they're out. So I'm grateful for that, and my wife who's working hard. Um, continue her second bachelor degree in nursing. So I shout her out because it was a big, you know, leaving corporate America and going to nursing and a hard fought battle, battle almost done to get her, her BS bachelor's in science. The way it sounds, don't sound right. Bachelor's of science in nursing, um, RN registered nursing. So shout out to her and all the fans. That's what's up. I remember going to East Meg for my freshman year. That was so many years ago. Like, real talk, that was 15, August would be 15 years ago, I think. How old am I? Nah, I'm lying. 20. I'm looking at this math. I'm looking, it's got to be like, it got to be 20. a little bit less than. Nah, 20. it was, it was 06. Yeah, so 16, 16 years ago then. Well, it's you 16 and me is um 30. <laughs> 35 yeah because well, i was no, i was yep. 14 no, 30 you turned 14 in eighth grade down here so yeah oh, okay that's a long time ago Jeez. yeah but i'm grateful for getting over this little bug that i had since like last monday like i'm i've been slowly progressing throughout the course of the week everyone was like it's COVID I said nah bro I got myself sick and that's because I dropped that thermostat because there ain't no insulation in the crib for some reason in the middle of the night and I woke up sweating ended up sick I was like 
I was miserable. I was annoyed. I was irritated. I never realized how grumpy I was like when I'm under the weather. So I'm glad to finally be over that and gotten past that. Like I feel like 100% myself today, June 6th. So I'm grateful to get over that. But to go ahead and get started, I'm also grateful for these first two NBA Finals games. And so, you know, normally this would have dropped on a Monday, but I said, hey, you know, game two is on a Sunday. So let, let's wait. Let's let's wait. Let's 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 let it ride and, and just see what it looks like. And then we can just go from there because I don't want to just talk about game one. Then dang, we could have did game two already. And I don't want to wait a few episodes because game three is on Wednesday. You know what I mean? So I was like, let's go ahead and try to drop this. Uh, a, well, yeah, a day later. So, yeah, so the first two games of the finals, the Celtics, the Warriors, game one, pretty much we can just simply say, like, Steph came out high. He had 21 in the first. Ultimately finished the game with 34, but, you know, I don't know what happened, but... The Warriors dominated, I would probably say, close to about 40% of, not 40%, 40 minutes of game one. But Jalen Brown just showed up in the fourth quarter. He had a quick 10. Then next thing you know, them boys just couldn't miss. I don't know what Al Horford did, but he he went crazy. Um, Derek White had a really strong game um, from start to finish. Then even Marcus Smart had a pretty solid game. Um, if I recall, they they made nine threes in the fourth quarter, and they only shot like they shot like sixty eight percent, something like that, which is like kind of crazy. Like they were in a whole nother zone. They were down about 14 and a half and won by double digits. Well, I'm sorry, by the end of the, the third quarter and then won by double digits. And moving on to game two, the Warriors, you know, starting off a little slow, Boston enthused after winning game one. In the game, the game was kind of back and forth for the most part in the first half. And, you know, those third quarters is when the Warriors – are the most dangerous and so Steph understanding the situation and not wanting a repeat after game one he him and Jordan Poole came on late in that third they pushed the lead to just under around 20 um, just to give themselves a pretty good cushion but they went ahead and and finished off the job in the fourth um, winning convincingly so me and Phil, we're going to talk about this reaction. Like, how do how are we feeling about these finals right now? Like, are you still confident with your pick? I mean, I know it's only two games in, but 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 how are you feeling, Phil? Listen, I told you, I told you this was going to happen game one. Golden State got was playing around with the basketball. That's they wrong. Was joking. Golden State was. They were in the lead. They had every opportunity to win game one. Jason Tatum, Tatum, you know the dude when he had like what game one, he had yeah, like he had like what 
uh it was like 12 and 13 or i don't know but he had a double double he had 13 assists that's what i know oh yeah 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 i can't see my face audience um jason tatum yeah double double assistant 12 points and three um assists and five rebounds yeah that was game that was game um one right yeah jason tatum is not considered a superstar for assists Yes, he did find a way to go, and, and um, since the shots wasn't falling, he was aggressive. But what Golden State was doing, right? Wiggins, 20 points. Stephen Curry, 34 points. The key was Clay Thompson and Poole. Poole, nine, and, and Poole, nine points, and Clay Thompson, 15. And on top of that, Steve Kerr doing Igadala, thinking, and this was he threw him in, in the fourth quarter, thinking he could do something. Now, mind you, they led Golden State led all um, led um, first quarter with 32 points in the first quarter. Still led in the game, but um, second and a half, I think they were up by only about six, seven points. But they still led, and they um, but they won the third quarter, 38 points. The fourth quarter, when it was playing with the ball, meaning they were not taking sure shots, they was jacking up threes. They were, I know it's their norm, but. The most the the fatal blow was that they were shooting early in the shot clock. When you have a lead, you do not shoot early in the shot clock. You use the clock for, for as a companion. You shoot it around five or below. Why it gives the opponent, which the Golden State did, it gave um, the Celtics plenty of time to come back and give the kill. There's no reason to go, uh, the Boston Celtics should have had 40 points in the fourth quarter. And they tied late in the fourth quarter. But neither here and there, but Boston did what they need to do. They got the win. So the first game was exciting. Um, the sad part was I thought that Golden State was going to win. And I proceeded to just close my eyes for a second and I looked up. See, now, was, see that's what happened. <laughs> see, 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 this is where it see. This is how I know you missed out on you probably missed out on the best part of the fourth quarter. Which one? What was part of the first fourth quarter when they were leading? And now I, I, I nah, see, my you eyes. was over. No, you was already asleep by probably by this part. But now, see, <laughs> there's a guy I follow on Twitter, uh, named mm-hmm. JP. <laughs> the dude said he was given. No, Jordan Poole was given uh, Damian Lee minutes, which he wasn't wrong about <laughs> because he was playing. He didn't play well, but even just the way that he started that quarter and the way Clay started that quarter was just, it was bad. Like to me, it wasn't really more of them taking quick shots like early. Mm. It was just like, you could almost like you said, and I said this when we recorded like the preview, like the quality shots that you get, right? Throughout the process of the game, the Warriors was getting any shot they wanted. Right. And it was like an open shot, like wide open. Now, in that fourth quarter, like early on, like Jalen Brown just got going. And then like by the time like he had like a jumper a layup he threw a lob to robert williams had a mm-hmm. three in a corner next thing you know like you just you just see like everything just like happening very fast and right? how did they respond 
they did they they were still up they should and this is a part that you missed go ahead there was a stretch of possessions in this game i want to say maybe between like total between like both teams offensively probably close to 10 to 12 possessions mm-hmm. where each shot was getting matched back to back back to back back to back back to back but the thing is similar to like how it was in the oklahoma series series um back in what was that 2016 yeah the warriors were well actually no the Celtics were trading threes for twos so as they're hitting at threes, the Warriors are getting, for t- getting twos, but tough shots are being made. Like, if a team makes nine threes in a quarter, that's 27 points. points yeah. That's 27 points. And then it's just like, on top of that, as these guys are just hitting these shots, their confidence, especially on the defensive end, is growing. Granted, they're already defensive team, but you know how it is sometimes, like, even, like, there's moments like in a period of a game to where it just feels like, yo, like they, they getting us. And then you just kind of just losing yourself. You're not, you're not playing like your normal game. You're not, you're losing or not playing like the type of principles that you were taught to play defense. Yeah. All of a sudden, all of a sudden they starting hitting shots right now. Now your confidence is on, is on, is going on the defensive end. It's like, look, they already missed a few shots here. We already got some deflections here. You just you just feel you just feel the shift. And it's just like, dang, this is some high level basketball watching. But at the same time, it's just like, well, Steph, Steph's giving them giving them buckets, but man, it just got it just got to the point to where it's just like, yo, like they were able to dictate the pace. And once they did that, I mean, the Warriors didn't score like what, like the last six minutes or something like that, or the last four yeah. minutes. Right. So I I agree. Go ahead. And so it's just like when you see a team shoot that well, like especially it's like it was the worst time for that to happen. Like if that happened like in the second quarter, I think you could potentially overcome that. But the fact that it happened in the fourth quarter and then it's just like they just locking you down. And then on top of that, like it was just they was just missing like easy layups like they had so many opportunities to like make layups and these gimme layups they was just missing everything missing free throws shoot it didn't matter and then just boston just went ahead and just took it so i just think like i'm like yeah this ain't gonna happen again not to this level to where it's like you up 14 and you lose by double digits i said i said if they lose they just they, like i said if they if they lose they just miss shots but they i don't expect them to do that before or do that again actually and then comes to game game two where they they um i have to fought um steve kerr for putting um iguodala i don't know why he put iguodala in hit one shot who nah dude i think i think this is probably the the what you missed from from iggy right that is him with him it's not it's not really offense you're looking for you could still get defense from him and even then he's like a i'm not gonna call him a draymond but he's a draymond type of player who who plays with a certain iq and knows how to make certain plays and that's what you kind of miss from him 
But I also think that probably Steve Kerr probably like kept Steph on the bench too long. I I, I agree, but when he was when when it was mowing back, he generally I think he takes depending upon the score, he generally rests him. Uh uh-uh, uh, rest him beginning of fourth quarter. But if that man, if that man already been cooking. Sometimes, like, I know, I know it's game, I know it's game one, but I think Steph was kind of like just ready to play because if you recall, there was the statement after the game to where he's like, yo, like, I know I played 38 minutes, but if I got to play minutes or do whatever it takes to win, like, I'm gonna do whatever it takes. And for him being in what his 13th season, yeah, about 13th season, Mm -hmm. um, I mean. He has he has miles on his body, but I think like sometimes that those injuries can help you kind of preserve yourself just a little bit. I, and plus the the type of style that he plays isn't he's not dishing out punishment, although those defenders are physical upon him. I mean, I feel like he would be cool with that. The man the man is clearly on a mission. And I mean, if they do win, he he's in route to getting that finals MVP. Like it's it's clear because to be honest, he's been the best player on the floor like this series. I agree. Both both sides of the court. Not both sides of the court, but he'd been the best player, consistent player. Um I I I on to so with game one, I the reason why I said where he Igodal was an issue is you notice he I, I'm I'm not faulting him. Like you said, I do agree he kept him curry on the bench too long. I fought Steve Kerr for leaving Igudala on the floor too long while the run was happening. He haven't played all all season. Yeah, he's there, but if you have Draymond Green, you don't really need Igudala at this phase of the game. I will see you swap out Igudala for Draymond Green, but while Draymond Green is there, Jordan Poole was playing bad and he got yanked yanked, in the beginning of that quarter. Right, he was. He got yanked, but put Gary Payton for his defense but you know I guess he he kind of mend his sins in the second game I don't I don't think I don't even think um Iguodala played he was he was game. listed as he listed as out because he's been in and out of the lineup with uh with like some type of nerve issue I think in his back I think it is mm. yes I, I I think that was like the best not the best thing but the circumstance that allow um Gary Payton the second, not junior, but second, to come out and play his defense matches tensity at Marcus Smart. Um, you know, uh, they were more, they didn't play with the ball. And when I say play with the ball, is part of the thing is shoot early in the shot clock, start, you know, I know you want to have fun, but you're, it's also about business. And yes, I'm that guy, don't, don't get off my lawn. It's about business. Stay focused. Do what you need to do. And we saw that in game two. You know, Curry did what he needed to do. Um, Poole showed up uh, and, 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 and did what he had to do. The thing is that to, for them to be successful, the way uh, Golden State designed, two players have to shoot well. Not one. Two. When they had, it was Clay Thompson and Stephen Curry. And then it was Clay and, and KD. And it was Clay, KD, and 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 Steph, but it ca- it cannot be only Steph. It cannot be only Clay. In this team, it has to be Clay and Steph, or 
Pooh and Steph or Pooh and Clay. It has to be two of them have to go off. It does allow in the defense. And yes, we know Celtics switch on everything, but they're not ready for the amount of running up and down <laughs> Curry does, that fitness and so forth. So um, I don't think this is over yet, but the series has been much more entertaining. Uh, Celtics did what they need to do. They need to steal one. I, I know everyone is upset that they waved the white flag. You know what? We know uh, Williams is not healthy. And not Grant Williams, um, the other Williams. Robert. Robert, he's not healthy. He literally is playing on one leg. When he jumped, he's landing on one foot. So he doesn't look healthy, and he's viable to the team. He's, you know, he's a rim protector. Um, that ball is coming off the rim. He's snatching it. He's deterring people from coming to the rim, um, blocking shots and so forth. So I believe um, the coach... Um, said, you know what, uh, let me rest these guys. And, you know, Marcus Smart having ankle issues and anyone, you know, anyone else could have got injured. You know what, let me get some of these bench players, um, you know, uh, role players, bench players, some more time. And we'll be, we pack up and get ready for game two. This is not, it wasn't the last game. 1-1, one, one, you need the split. Now it's up to Golden State to get a split uh, in Boston. So I'm good. I'm entertained. Um, it's not as it's not as good as it would have been if it wasn't you know, the Nets playing, but it is what it is. Um, rooting for Curry, and I'm also rooting for Tatum because I, it, w- it would be bad to see you know uh, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown finally overcome. You know, they, you know, first came in the league. I think their freshman year they made it to the fi- conference finals. <laughs> so it, it it's about I don't mind parody. I don't mind seeing them because they like I said they went through the gauntlet. They beat. They swept. I'm glad Evans and um and uh Kelvin is not here. Uh, so they swept the Nets. Punch, <laughs> punch and choke the Milwaukee Bucks. Kick. No, they choked Giannis. That's what. That's choked, what they yeah. did. Like you can you can leave everyone else out. They they, they was basically going against Giannis. They they had to jump Giannis. They, they as, even as great as the series that he had. Yep, they choked Giannis and the Milwaukee Bucks. They DDT. They DDT and power drive the Miami Heat. And like I said, they went through the gamut to get to this final. And I wouldn't be mad if they made it and uh, tied the Lakers for, you know, 18 championships. But people would say Boston, they got true championships. You know, they didn't, they were, they were, they weren't, they were not inherited or drawn into the plan uh, like the Lakers when they were previously, what, St. Louis, St. something. I, I forget where they were. Minneapolis. Minneapolis, right. Minneapolis. And they, you know, so they have, so they, people believe they only had 13 championships, removed the four because, uh, but to me, the championship, championship is written in, it's written in. So it is what it is. But I'm not, I wouldn't be mad. I'd be happy for the young guys. And this will just make it, you know, more interesting next year. And so, I think it's gonna be a long series. I'm I'm still rooting for um the Charlotte boy, young Charlotte man, young man. Uh and then um hopefully he gets one more. So long series. I'm excited. Um can't wait for game game three tomorrow, right? Um Tuesday. It's it's on Wednesday. Wednesday. So, Wednesday. so time people hear this, it'll be tomorrow. Yeah. So it'll be <laughs> it'll be tomorrow, uh for yeah, for everyone else who hear this. It'll be on Wednesday, June eighth. 
So um, I can't wait. I'm going to sit up, get everything organized, and just enjoy this game. So I'm looking forward to it. But, yeah, um, just real quick, game two. Um, Boston turned over the ball over, to, uh, turned the ball over too much. They had 18 turnovers, and I forget how many points off of turnovers that they had, and that was my key to the series. Who's going to turn over the ball the most? Game one, it was Golden State. Game two, that is reversed. I told you, playing with the ball. Turnovers, nah. everyone, that's well, part of well, the here, playing with the ball. It's not playing with the ball when the team is already good. They were getting a lot of deflections um, right. a lot of times where they're going up. That's not playing with the ball, Phil. Sometimes a team is just good defensively. Why can't both teams just be good? It's not always playing with the ball. When I say playing with the ball is early shot clock. Shoot, That's not playing the with the clock. ball. That's to how me, they play. I'm defying. I'm defying. Uh, let me define. Uh, let me define so the audience will understand what I mean playing with the ball. All right. Shooting early in the shot clock. Turning the ball over due to, and it, it angers me when I see kids doing this. I understand you want to have fun. A, a nice straight pass, not behind the back pass. They have the goals they have cut down doing those fancy passes. But they never right. did none of them passes, but keep going. Yeah, I said, I said they cut down. In I know, previous, but they don't. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, they've, they've I been do know what to, you're talking about, but, right. they, but they haven't it, been doing that. But keep going. Which is great. But, but also turnovers, just turnovers is playing with the ball. And, and live by a three, by, die by a three. Yes, Golden State's the only three-point shooting team, Dan Tony Dream, that won the championship. Right, they've won the championship. They are the dynasty of this decade, but we have to, and that's a time where people didn't know how to figure them out at the time, and the um, LeBron figured them out one time, and injuries figure out them figured them out the second time. This Boston team is solid defensively, and you gotta you gotta take care of the ball. When go to say take care of the ball, and you said turnovers. When Golden State took care of the ball, I think they had 13, and um, Boston had 16 turnovers. Oh, no, it was 18 to 12. I just looked at it. Okay. I'm looking at different stats then. Or this series stat average. Okay. The average, Boston's average is 16 turnovers, and uh, Golden State's average in 13. Yeah. Oh, nope. I'm looking at game one. That's why. The score, that's game one. But, yeah, like, normally, like, normally – like normally, like both of those teams thrive off of points over off of turnovers. Turnovers, yeah. Um, as long as it's not like live ball turnovers, like normally you're good. Like you can live with a dead a dead ball turnover, right? Because it doesn't always uh, turn into points. To points, right? But they have the time. Like if it's to just set like, up and try to defend versus just a fast break. Like it was a point. That's probably going back to game one. Matter of fact. It might have been the third quarter. I was like, dang, the Celtics done started off their, their first few possessions in the second half with at least two, three turnovers. <laughs> so those are just little things that that I'm just I'm just looking at. And then on top of that, I mean, right now, they're just back to strength and numbers. But mm-hmm. if anything, I would say I would be concerned with primarily is kind of already like what you said. And then also other people have said as well is that you're going to have to at least have two people get off. I mean, Steph is the reliable one right now. Yeah. But you're going to need, you're going to need, like, at least, I'm not saying two other have to, like, go off, 
but at least be a good supporting cast. Like if you can get two to have like 17 and 15 or, you know, mm-hmm. something, something like that to at least, and then you got your others who are pitching in like close to 10, you're in good shape. I mean, right. yeah, Jordan Poole had 17, but that 17 didn't come until close <laughs> to the blowout. Correct. So Hopefully he gets in the rhythm. Clay really needs to be the one that gets into the rhythm. I agree. Uh, most probably most importantly. Um, I agree. Which is why he stayed in the game longer in game two. Right. But to get just him like that rhythm. Like he has to, he's just got to find a way to get his shots going down. Like there was a, a point to where it's like, I saw him turn down like a little, a little runner with no one there and pass it off to who was it? Andrew Wiggins. And I'm yeah. like, come on, bro. Like you gotta finish. You gotta, you gotta get going. I mean, y'all already have a lead, but they need you to get going. And then like, once I saw, I was like, Oh, that three cash. Once he got that one, then you he, saw how he pumped his fist. And yeah, after he yeah, got I was the like, layup, he's like, finally. Yeah. Because I'm just like, like, if you just look at, the type like type of shots that he takes sometimes. I know he's like he's like I get paid to shoot. Sometimes mm-hmm. like he don't really have a conscience when he shoot. But sometimes you look at it be like, uh, Clay, you could have got a, you could have at least like got a better shot, like, a Correct. better shot. But they like, but they live off, and that's the thing. It's but it's not even like it's sometimes it's not even it's not even the three. Like it could be like oh he'll have like a one dribble a one dribble pull up, pull up right and it's just like he just don't look like he's on balance and you could tell like he's not yeah. in rhythm on that and then jordan pull whenever he gets cute with the layup he got blocked like probably <laughs> about at least close to five times at the rim this series and i think it like he got at least three of them blocked yesterday and you see his face half. after they get blocked how did yes. that happen dude you be either cute. dunk it or put your body into him stop being finesse yeah, like he, uh, he's being cute. So like every time, so it's just like it's just like, dude, he just play the game and not be cute. Like you'll be straight, dude. Just 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 play, just play how you play. But understand that the team that you playing don't care if you playing cute. As long mm-hmm. as he understand that, he'll be fine. But but there was just something as I transition, interesting that happened throughout believe it was the second quarter draymond already had a technical earlier in the first but he was contesting a a jalen brown three um call for the foul and sidebar i mean i think kind of low-key jalen brown kind of kicked his leg out at the end just a little bit but i ain't gonna say he did it a lot but he did a little bit when i when i saw the replay but Draymond was extra um, throwing his legs on him, right? Then Jalen Brown, as most people, if not all, took exception to him having his, his feet on him, especially around the head and neck area. It mm-hmm. wasn't like he threw his legs there, but, you know, it's Draymond instigating, trying to push, push that line and toe that line with the officials. Um, they got into a little, I don't even want to call it a scuffle. It mm-hmm. was just a lot of rah-rahing going on and people were being each separated. Other. And people believe Draymond should have been suspended because he had already a technical foul earlier in the game. 
Like, do you think he should have been assessed his second technical and been ejected? No, I'm looking at right now because of copyright <laughs> guidelines. I'm not allowed to, you know, bro- uh, broadcast without written consent of the NBA. And I'm looking at it right now, right? At If you watch it, you know, do, uh, live speed and so forth, yes, it looks egregious. But when they slow it down, it, this is the I, when the guy was chasing from the piston was chasing LeBron James it was worse than this. This was just a little cuss, uh, tussle, and of course Boston wants that because they want they want a stimulus package, <laughs> as the Cavaliers got a stimulus package um in the last series they played um against um Golden State uh, several years ago. So no, he shouldn't have got suspended. If they did, then it would have looked you know he, listen. Ric Flair says it the best. To be the man, you got to beat the man. Why would you want Draymond Green to be suspended? If y'all win this series, you want the best, and that will ultimately fulfill what you have accomplished. You beat the best, and you are truly the man. We won't won't play cake as Toronto did. They had it injured. And I remind you, KD was on one leg on a a string of his Achilles. And he's still dusting that team. Still dusting the Toronto uh, Raptors. Clay Thompson on a half a leg before he blew it. He was dusting when after Katie injured it. They were still holding it. It took a it took a Stephen Curry heave for them to win. So Toronto, you won by law, but if it was three people got injured, literally. And if you saw um, Stephen Curry leg after that game. To, uh, Milwaukee, you got lucky. You literally got lucky. And luck is a part of it. Your big uh, Kevin, um, Kevin Durant, big toe, <laughs> it was right behind the line. And at the last play of the game, the ball hit the rim. You know, so Boston Celtic fans, y'all want Draymond Green. You want them... Sp- fully there you want that team because if you beat this team you would have beat one of the best teams in NBA history I believe they're rated number two in Slam Magazine um, as the best team that when they won the 73 games all on they were on that 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 roller coaster ride of a win but you beat Stephen Curry it's like beating Peyton Manning I'm not Eli excuse me it's like beating it's like beating um, Tom Brady Oh, I was about to say, I thought you was Tom Brady. I thought you was about to say Eli, man. And I was about to No, Eli doesn't lose Super Bowls, so I don't have to worry about that. Uh, (laughs) It's like beating Tom Brady. So you want the full team. You don't want no excuses. You don't want to consider whoever play kick at the bubble championship or whatever. A championship to me is a championship. As a Knicks fan, I would take anything. But as Boston, you what you have been through, you guys eliminated by in the game seven by um, Cleveland Cavaliers, your rookie year, and then the Kyrie experiment didn't work out. And y'all been through the hills and valleys. Y'all changed coaches, and you got a new coach. You know, y'all been through a lot. So, no, I'm glad the ref didn't eject him. I'm glad they – yes, they lost this game. It's fine. They got they got um, four more four, – what, four more games to go? Five games? Five, six, seven. Yeah, five more games to go. Uh, and yeah, yeah, I lost this one. Mainly, I waved the white flag. 
I, if y'all kept playing, I believe y'all would have done it. But for health reasons, I understand. So no, I'm glad they did not did not um, um kick him out, give him a, uh, a stimulus package. Draymond Green did not do anything egregious. Egregious, nothing serious. It was a little push, push. Please, it is what it is. I'll just say, no. Ain't nothing really much there. <laughs> there's not there's not much there it's like oh but it's okay but Draymond Green already has that kind of rapport with officials they know who he is they know how he responds and how he reacts it was nothing there so I'm not about to go into a whole spill but I'm gonna just <laughs> go ahead and say no none was there and if even if you feel that way that's soft that's all I got to say. But we'll go ahead and transition to our very last topic. Um, today, Darwin Ham was introduced as the Los Angeles Lakers head coach for this upcoming season. And some interesting news came out today that Sheed, Rashid Wallace, uh, will be joining the Lakers staff. And so this topic is really just all fun and jokes or whatever. I mean, it ain't jokes because it's she. But um, what do we think his impact on this team will be? Listen, you have to understand, Rasheed Wallace is no joke. I said, who's Rasheed Wallace? Is it the guy from Portland getting all those technicals? Was he the missing piece for Detroit championship run and um, title contentions during that time? Yes, yes, yes. But you know what I know Rasheed Wallace for? When he was on the Knicks team, when the Knicks won 54 games. He didn't play much, but I know what he, him and Jason Kidd was doing. It was molding those young men. Rasheed Wallace is a winner. He's going to – you think <laughs> – LeBron James and, and and you think Anthony Davis is going to be able to say anything? Rasheed Wallace is as crazy as um, Ham, Devon Ham. They're going to hold players accountable. They, they, they're both championship um, players. Ham is a championship coach. He holds weight and he will hold these guys a play, uh, accountable. And I can't wait to see. Do I think the Lakers are going to win? I don't know. But I know one thing. Rasheed Wallace is going to hold these players accountable. He's going to teach them to be professional. And and he's and, and it's, it's a turnaround. I'm happy it's not a retread. I'm happy that there's some new people and some former players are part of the game. Um, not all players, former players, know the game other than what they do. Right? If they, they just know what they're supposed to do and they keep it long. It's take a special person to understand the game, to teach the game. And, and uh, from a two championship team uh, players, former players, and a championship coach, I think Rashid is going to bring something great A. If you have, if you want, look at when the Knicks, I think it was 2005 or 2004 season with Carmelo Anthony, Jason Kidd, uh, Amari Stoudemire, um, Novant, Novak, uh, um, Dang, man, that wasn't the, was the teens. You said 2005. What team was it? I can't, 2015. Sorry, 2015. Yeah, I'm about I think to it say, was. that was not 2005. 
no, nah, it wasn't. Sorry, two thousand five. No, no, we we were trash. I apologize. I misspoke. Um, that 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 was. Oh my goodness, we should have won. But anyway, but Rasheed Wallace was an integral part of that. He was a very he was a very valuable piece that helped the team get over the hump. And then um, Phil Jackson came and destroyed everything. But I believe his coaching acumen will be utilized. Him, him teaching um, Anthony Davis, big men, how to play. I know they, and he was one of the first big men who actually shot the ball. You know, he didn't stay in the post. He was, he was considered a stretch five too. He played center, played forward. So he, he'll really help Anthony Davis. And I think he's going to really put a, a, a stamp in, the, in this coaching staff. So I'm excited for him. I'm happy for him. Um, I would love Mark Jackson to get an opportunity, but uh, next to him, I'm I'm cool. I'm really happy for him, and I'm happy that Rasheed Wallace would accepted that role and be part of that staff. I can't wait. Now, I do have a question. How many technical fouls <laughs> would the Lakers lead in technical fouls next season? <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. That, but I don't think I don't think anyone will. Russ might be the one that leads in that the cat in that category if it happens. Um, because I just found out there was a stop that came out since 2000, was it 2009, maybe 2000, I don't know, somewhere between 2009 and 2013, somewhere within that four year span that that Russell Westbrook has the most technicals since the, around that time. So I probably want to say probably close to 2000. Nah, I got to be before that. It got to be a couple of years before that. But I know basically since Russ entered the league, he's had like the most, the most techs. Because it's, 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 it's him and then it's Dream On next. Yeah, I think Russ has 29. Yeah, it's him and then it's Dream On next. So, but yeah, like in all seriousness, she ain't putting up with that. <laughs> she she is like probably he's hey Alan it was 2013 when the Knicks was 54 okay. and 28, 2013. Okay, but I think she she's not gonna put up with that. I'm more interested to see like what type of role that Darwin has set for him. Um, because one thing he gonna do it's he gonna talk and he gonna let you know because normally especially with the lakers um they don't generally have young players on their team unless they're rookies and they don't keep a lot of them so one thing he's going to be able to do is if anything those who've been in the league for a little bit might be like trying to look to get their second contract. He may be able to give them game, but also he's going to be able to make sure that these players like understand, like if y'all really want to win, like y'all need to do X, Y, and Z. Like, yeah, I understand you're an old roster, but guess what? You still got to do the work. And just just like when you think of just sheet of over the years, like he ain't gonna say much, but you just gotta look at him and and that's what you get. Like he he is who he is. Like there's there's no sugar cut nothing, there's there's like no playing games or nothing 
of that nature. And if he got a problem with how you play it, he's going to let you know. And so I pretty much just expect that to be like what the standard is. Like, so now he may have more freedom because he's not going to be on a, a college bench. He's going to be on the pro bench and they're adults. So there are certain expectations. And so that's, that's, that's really what I expect for Chi. Like I'm going to be rooting for him and whatnot. Cause it, it's just nice just to see more former players being on the bench, especially like regardless if it's like a head coaching position or even just being assistant coach on that bench. So it's going to be real good to look at moving forward. Even Anthony, like Anthony Morrow, he's part of any former NBA player who's a, a, able to be part of an organization at any facet is a plus to keep them in the game and their knowledge. So I, like you said, yeah, definitely, definitely appreciate it. I can't wait. Can't wait to see. Yes, and so, ladies and gentlemen, that concludes another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes podcast. Make sure you check us out on the different platforms that we post on, and we out. And free Brittany Griner. Russia's good. Keep listening to this podcast now. Good. good. <laughs> I need to. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes. Please remember to follow us, like, share. We are on Facebook and Instagram. Our Facebook handle is at a lady and that is the and sign, some dudes. Our handle on Instagram is a lady and some dudes. Everything is spelled out. So that's a lady, A and D, some dudes. Until next time. <laughs>